This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me halfway across the world, as always, Jared Morgan. Hey, hey, everyone. Hey, listen to me and my nice crisp audio again. Yes, Jared has uh, abandoned the Apple ecosphere and has come to the dark side with the majority of society and is rocking <laughs> a new uh, Surface Pro. Well, Surface Surface Book they call them. It's not the uh, the little one. It's not the one with the floppy keyboard. It's the oh, one that's actually oh. like a laptop uh, with a, like a nice keyboard and and also the uh, the Nvidia ten sixty. GPU and the base of it. So, uh-huh. so uh, have a guess what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, discovering the the wonders of dynamic lighting, no doubt. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in all the things. So, so here's the funny part: <laughs> is that while Jared is rocking a new computer, my desktop computer took a crap this uh, past weekend, and yeah, my that. motherboard went. <laughs> So um, I am doing this via my laptop, but uh, because I hate the aspects of laptops, I've plugged my keyboard in, I've plugged my uh, touchpad in, I've plugged everything into the laptop. So basically, mm-hmm. I'm just using it as a monitor. Yeah. Um, as yeah. God intended. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but, so, but I am I am currently shopping for uh, building a new PC, and I too probably will be rocking a new. 1060 graphics card when the time comes it seems like a good fit like this thing is for a laptop it's it's powerful as anything hey like i'm just going far out and i the company i'm working for are good folks they they got me the big screen version of it so Ah, it's a very inch it's i think it's massive massive and you know just in short even with the massive specs this thing has it's about the same price as a mac Mm -hmm. so you know Go go figure with the things <laughs> you can do with this. I've already used like the, the pen, like the, the tablet pen, the surface yeah. pen, which is pretty amazing um, as a input device. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm quite surprised actually. I think I'll be writing a medium post about my experiences transitioning um, from from fruit to Windows. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, we know this is not why you uh, are tuning in right now to hear us banter about computer. We have stuff to talk about. We've been waiting to talk about this. Uh, So as you... It's been killing us. Yeah, if you've you've, uh, been hiding under a a proverbial rock this week, uh, the announcement came down that Farsight has lost the license to Williams and Bally Pinball. And it's not just a matter of losing the license to continue to make tables. It's a complete loss of license. As of June 30th, you will not be able to purchase any of the Bally and Williams tables that were previously available. Uh, yeah. So there's your, we're, we're getting that out front and center uh, for everybody to know. June 30th, that's the cutoff. If you uh, have tables that you would need to fill the gaps in, if you have a platform that you have yet to purchase on, uh, that's you got to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to. Uh, we have a nice long uh, interview with Bobby King that uh, will be starting in just a few moments, and he answers quite a few questions. And then stick around for after the video or the video, 
<laughs> I say video because it looks like a video when I record it, but then all we do is give you audio because the video it's is really kind of boring since Bobby didn't want to be on camera, so it's just his shirt. Yeah, um, I was wondering why that was, but I was watching this <laughs> I could see his very nice paisley pattern shirt, but I don't know quite what's going on. Um, after after the uh, after listening to the interview, we will uh, have our own comments about uh, what's going on and everything. But I did want to just uh, yeah say we have known about this since basically the beginning of April. Uh, I had joked with Jared that we were we were busy with all sorts of stuff right around then, and I was thinking, mm -hmm. oh, you know what? I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do an April Fools episode. And I'm going to come on and I'm just going to tell everybody that, oh, sorry, folks, TPA went away. It's completely gone. There's no, there's never going to be another table released. And literally a couple of days later, this news hits us. And Jared just goes, like, dude, you were oh, prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was somewhat bizarre, the timing. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm so glad I did not make that uh, podcast. That would not have come across well <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, yeah. But we've we've kept our mouths shut because there was behind the scenes workings that uh, you know may have affected this, may have not. Um, again, we'll go into that a little bit later. Uh, and you know, we we do have binding agreements with various uh, gaming studios and and stuff yeah. that make us shut up. So you'll yeah. have to forgive us, but we've literally been biting our tongues. Uh, we've so been, been wanting to talk about this, but we just we under under NDA we are not able to. <laughs> yeah so uh why don't we well before we kick off the interview i'm gonna do one plug also just to get it out there uh, for those yeah. of you that are interested in cabinet mode uh you're going to want to pay attention to what arcuda is doing uh because they are selling the cabinet mode of 76 of the tables and that sale also will be over by june 30th uh, again we'll talk about all this after after the video is up and running so yeah. that being said uh sit back take a good listen uh take notes if you want to post it on the fan forum so that i don't have to uh a lot of information coming your way via bobby so take it away to our previously recorded session okay joining me right now uh, all the way up in Big Bear at the Farsight Studios is Bobby King, the Vice President of Farsight. Hey, Chris. So uh, it, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about it's been quite a while since we've talked to you. We've spoken to Norman and uh, Mike previously now, uh, most recently. But I, it was one of those things where I realized the first interview we ever did with you, that was our first podcast. <laughs> oh, wow yeah i didn't know that yeah and so we're only about a you know 130 plus podcasts in now <laughs> so well, yeah good. we've it's been a while yeah it's good to be back on yeah um not, not the greatest news and, uh, no <laughs> but, yeah, figured it was time yeah obviously what we're uh what we have bobby on to talk about uh farsight posted on twitter and facebook and on the fan forum uh the news that you no longer are going to uh, continue with the Williams license. Correct. Uh, Williams Valley license in pinball. Um, basically, the general question that everybody is kind of <laughs> going is, oh, what happened? Um, was this your guys' choice or uh, what was the decision that went, went into this? Yeah, so it um, really wasn't our decision at all. Mm -hmm. uh, the company that controls the WMSIP, uh, Scientific Games now, mm -hmm um they decided to go in a different direction 
And unfortunately, our negotiations with them were very brief. Um, and, you know, we were kind of blindsided. Um, yeah. It was very <laughs> surprising to us that they didn't want to continue with us and they wanted to go another direction. But, you know, ultimately it was their decision. When they say another direction, do we have any idea what that means? We don't. In fact, we've been trying to figure that out. Uh, they won't tell us. Um, we have some speculations, but I'm not going to not gonna guess what it is. Um, yeah. We'll spend an entire podcast speculating, but I don't expect you to. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd assume that the decision or the announcement will probably come out, you know, right around after we stop selling tables. Okay. Of what they're going to be doing. Which we'll, we'll make that uh, clear now and throughout the podcast. Uh, folks, you have until June 30th to purchase the uh, all Williamson Valley tables that are uh, currently in Pinball Arcade. After that, you will not be able to purchase them at all. So right. June 30th. Right. And, um, and when, once you buy a table, you know, and we'll get to the questions later, yeah. um, I'm sure. Uh, you know, once you buy a table, you own it. You know, it's, it's not like um, once the license goes away, you don't own the table anymore. Like you, you own the table forever on that platform. So, um, yeah, the opportunity right there is going to be ending on June 30th. And I encourage everyone to get these tables because I, I'm just very doubtful that you're going to have another chance. Yeah. Um, you guys have had a relationship with Williams going back. God, what? 2009. Is that sound about right? Yeah. About 10 years. Um, might even be a little longer actually. Um, yeah, Roger Sharp was our first contact over there, and you know he's no longer with the company that uh, is uh, formerly known as WMS. Um, okay. And you know he, you know, was one of the um, I don't know one of the our our mentors and one of our guiding lights on getting our simulation to be as good as it is, honestly. Yeah. Um, and you know now that he's not there, and I think very few people at the company um, really care that much about pinball. Um, I'm not sure, you know, exactly who's making the final decisions. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where I think all of us knew, you know, there was going to be at some point a time when, uh, you know, the tables would stop more or less, um, mm -hmm. you know, as we wind down through, you know, start getting into titles that aren't as popular and stuff. But I think we also all assumed that, okay, fine. The tables would stop, but we'd be able to continue to, you know, to purchase all the old stuff and this move by Williams, it, it guy it just seems like a dick move. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, almost addictive to just be like, Oh, and by the way, you can't sell any of the things that you've worked on the past six years. Right. Six years plus. I mean, a six, lot yeah, of, a yeah, lot, yeah. lot of time and uh, money and effort has gone into making these tables. Um, and we've loved doing it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what the decision was there. I know that my first reaction, uh, I mean, apart from you know the initial shock of it, but my initial gut reaction was, oh God, I hope the guys, you know, the the staff up at Farsight is okay. That you know, there's not going to be, uh, this isn't the end of Farsight. This isn't the end of all these people that worked so hard and diligently on these. Um, I know that you've reassured us that it's not, but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> what's the what's the general mood up there? Yeah. Um... You know, the general mood is we were very disappointed, obviously, that this happened. Um, and as a company, we were already looking forward, um, you know, knowing that we weren't going to be doing monthly releases, mm -hmm. you know, after season seven. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the teams, a lot of the guys have transitioned onto new IP that we're developing. Uh, okay. And we have two new um, games 
uh, cross-platform games that we're working on in the studio uh, that haven't been officially announced yet, so I can't mention them. Um, sure. But, I mean, that, that's been the plan, and the plan has always been to focus on, you know, the Stern tables. Um, we have a really good relationship with Stern, and, you know, our goal with them is to release tables day and date with the actual terrestrial table. Um, so uh, it'll give us more opportunity, more resource to focus on that. Um, so, okay. yeah, but we're not, there's no layoffs planned. Uh, there's nothing, um, it's, it's not a dire situation. There's a lot of energy here in the studio um, yeah. focused on what we're working on currently. Well, because I know that some people, they took uh, the news of, of Norman retiring. They were like putting that in air quotes. And I was like, you know, I've actually spoken to Norman uh, and he's retired. <laughs> that, was, that was his idea to retire. Uh, oh, I, it I, wasn't I loved, him being shoved out or anything. I'd love to have Norman still on the staff. Um, but no, he felt it was time in his life to retire and, you know, spend more time playing, playing gigs. You know, he's a musician and yeah. spend more time at home and just enjoying life. Well, as he said, it's it's bowling in the morning and video games in the evening. <laughs> uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but your contract with Gottlieb and Stern was different from your contract with Williams because it seemed like Williams, you were having to renew it every, what, 20 games, I think. But like with Gottlieb, you didn't have a restriction on how many games you could do, correct? Correct. Uh, the agreements are different. Um there's always been renegotiations and contract um, extensions that have been mm -hmm. needed for all three, you know, Gottlieb, yeah. Stern, and um, Williams. And so, you know, it, it hasn't really been that different, except that WMS has been, I don't know, our negotiations with them always seem to have had a, a point which we're not sure they're going to renew it. Like, right. Um, I mean, we all noticed that between seasons two and three and then between seasons five and six, um, you know, basically we always noticed it because all of a sudden there'd be a whole bunch of Gottlieb tables thrown at us. <laughs> right. And, and there is, I guess, one of the big differences is that the WMS agreement um, has specifically laid out what the tables are going to be. Uh, with Gottlieb and Stern, it's more of, you know, we're, we're looking to um, add as many tables as we can that uh, we think will do well with mm -hmm. our customers. I want to circle back to you said that your ultimate goal is to be able to with Stern release day and date with mm -hmm. uh, with their actual tables, because um, everybody is us included have wondered how are you going to handle the new video screen aspect uh, that Stern has now with all their tables. Um, do you guys actually have a a plan for that? We do. We have an internal plan on how we're going to develop um, our own technology to simulate that. Okay. Okay, that's um, that's good to know. God, I don't think anybody has figured out if that was a possibility. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we have we have a technical plan in place, and we're working on the licenses to you know get a few of those tables um, to be you know tables that we can add to Stern Pimble Arcade and Pimble Arcade. Um, great. Uh, let's go now because I, I again, folks, June thirtieth. That's when you uh, when you have until. Um, some people have been going, okay, June 30th, great. I'm going to wait for these to go on sale. Is that mm -hmm. a possibility? Yeah, it's not. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're in these last six months that we're allowed to sell the WMS tables, we are not allowed to put them on sale at all. They've made that very clear. When you guys put them on sale prior uh, for, you know, various Steam sales and stuff, was that always William's? You had to get permission for them yes, first? We did. And the permission was kind of like um, 
general, I guess, you know, and, and, and agreed upon that what we were doing was best for sales in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but at this point they want to make it so that we cannot just go out there and sell them all really cheap. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, kind of underhanded business things that a company could do in our right. situation, uh, so that they're preventing that uh, by not even allowing us to put it even a penny on sale. Wow. Um, this also brings up to me, you guys had it fully functioning, ready to go. I think it even was released for a couple of hours on the uh, switch. Right. Um, and then that had to get pulled. Mm -hmm. Was, was Williams not aware that a switch version was being made or I mean, why would they do that? Um, yeah, that was a disagreement on our agreement <laughs> with them. <laughs> um, we, we felt like we had the rights to release on Switch. Uh -huh. um, once we did, and, and we wanted to get it out there as fast as we could, you know, during these final six months. Yeah. Um, once we um, got it out there and they learned about it, uh, we had to have a very emergency call with them and then discuss the agreement. And it was, we agreed that we don't um, have the, the rights explicitly um, in the contract that say Switch. So, and what they could do to us would be, you know, pretty nasty. They could mm -hmm. immediately put a, an order for us to stop, um, you know, just, they could take it off the store, like our, our game in general on all platforms. Right. They could, they could contact, you know, Apple, Sony, what have you. So we felt like it was in the best interest of us to pull the switch down and work on a new switch version, which will be going out. Um, it's actually scheduled to go out tomorrow. Um, and it's going to be the pinball arcade without the WMS tables. So okay. you get the first look of what the TPA is going to look like. Um, it will be on Switch. Okay. Um, let's talk about what you will be able to do with these tables after uh, this contract is has expired um, in terms of updates, bug fixes for the tables, stuff like that. Yeah, we can do, we can maintain the tables um, okay. to the best of our ability. There's... Um, there's no reason why we, um, there's no contractual reason why we can't. Uh, these are products that you know, people have already bought mm -hmm. and uh, we'll continue to basically improve upon what they've already bought. You know, we, we can't add anything else to it um, that wasn't in the original product um, as far as what we, you call a feature, but we can certainly um, make it as bug free and as, as good a product as we can. So in other words, we're not going to, uh, I know you guys had been working on updating tables with, uh, uh, you know, new art, new tuning, things like that. That basically has to stop. But if a game features, you know, encounters a bug uh, over the course of, you know, oh, no, 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 new no, no, no. tables or, or no, you can do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tuning and art and stuff to make the product. I mean, when, the, when a, a user buys the product, yeah. they're buying a simulation of that cabinet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can make it as, exact to that cabinet as we can okay no reason not we, we couldn't make a uh, a change to art to make it more perfect uh, okay a tuning fix to make things so that the game is exactly like the terrestrial version okay because that Those was another things. thing that everybody was like oh there goes any chance of monster bash looking better than it already you know oh. <laughs> what it is um no we can do that okay okay um the other main question that people have been having is regarding their purchases. 
um, because there's a myriad of ways that you know purchasing has been being able to be you know take place, whether it's in game through something like the Steam Store or the PlayStation Store. Um, people want to know what is going to happen with their games after this after June thirtieth. Um, yeah, it it really doesn't matter how you have the table enabled and owned. Um, you know, if you're a Kickstarter backer or if you bought it through the store, um, like a PSN store, or if you bought it through an in-app purchase, um, all of those entitlements are going to be maintained. What about, because uh, I know that like if you, uh, like I have some seasons that don't show up on my Steam account because I didn't buy them through the Steam store, uh, but I can't necessarily play them offline. You know, they're kind of tied to uh, the Farsight login. Right. Um, is that still would continue to be the case that it has to be tied into the Farsight login? Mm-hmm. Or is there some uh, something else that's going to be implemented that allows yep. it to not? No, it'll still stay the same. If, if, if your entitlement is based on your Farsight login, then yep. you'll also have to use your Farsight login in the future. Okay, which leads into the question of, uh, I mean, obviously you guys have many plans for the future, but uh, the general worry is, ah, what happens if the servers go down? What happens if uh, this greatly affects Farsight, you know, and, you know, what happens to my games? So you're saying, though, that the server farm will be up and running and uh, that that'll be not a, a worry. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Um. And I just want to, uh, you had you had answered some of these questions uh, prior and we'd posted some of them to the uh, to the site. But I want to clarify on one uh, thing because it might have just been a, a way it was typed. But absolutely until June 30th, people are going to be able to pick up these tables. Oh. It's not, they're not going to be going away sooner or... Yeah, that's... Um, we have until June 30th. That's like the last day yes. possibly that we can sell. However... You know, updates, um, depending on the store, mm-hmm. uh, may have to go out like a day or two earlier. Okay. You know, I'm not sure. I'm just leaving it open to the possibility. So right. uh, we will certainly make it very public um, and announce if, you know, on on PS4, they're being taken off, um, you know, on June 27th. With like, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly make sure that everyone knows that. Okay. Um, and then you kind of already answered it with in terms of the Kickstarters, but things like the people that have uh, Adam's Family Gold, uh, which obviously was never available via a purchase, that's going to be able to, again, so long as you can do the Farsight login, uh, they'll still have access to that. Yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about future hardware. Obviously, iPhones and Android devices uh, constantly update uh, but you're saying that with your ability to do bug fixes, you'll also be able to uh, adapt for future tech also. Right. I mean, we, we feel a commitment to our users, you know, especially on the platforms um, like iOS and Android, right. where the hardware is always improving. Um, we'll, we will always support the new, the, the new hardware that, that's coming out there. Um, okay. And yeah, it, Probably, um, I mean, our app is going to continue to exist and we're going to release new tables and stuff. Right. So it's not, I don't know, a stretch to say that that makes business sense, but it's yeah, also right. something that we feel strongly about. Like, 
you know, we, we enjoy our game ourselves. Yeah. We buy the newest devices. We, we want to play our game. <laughs> um, and we also feel a commitment towards our, our users um, that once they've bought, bought the table for, for mobile or for PC, that we'll be taking care of them. Am I correct in that uh, PS3 and uh, the Vita, basically, you guys stopped yeah. uh, developing for that, correct? Yes, we did. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming that also meant stopped updating for that because you guys came out with a final kind of update patch and that was that, was that correct? Um, yeah, we, we stopped adding tables. Uh, okay. We will be fixing any major bugs that happen and we're also sure. doing this update to take the uh, WMS tables you know, off. Off their store, yeah. Okay. Because um, I know somebody had asked me that, and I was like, I thought that they stopped, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, the future then for Pinball Arcade. Uh, you mentioned that you're going to be uh, still adding Morgali tables, obviously, and uh, Stern tables. Uh, specifically, though, I know that you've mentioned uh, in the question update that there'll be some tables from the Stern Pinball app coming over uh, mm -hmm. much like Ghostbusters, I assume. Yes. Uh, we are planning on releasing the Stern tables into Pinball Arcade. Um, and, you know, the, the sales, you know, for one, um, in Pinball Arcade for Ghostbusters were a lot higher than they were in Stern Pinball Arcade. Okay. Um, so, um, we're just kind of merging all the tables together. Um, there's no plans to discontinue, you know, supporting certain Pimble Arcade and Pimble Arcade. We can kind of envision them being two kind of separate models, um, the certain Pimble Arcade being more free-to-play um, moving forward with, uh, you know, an, an update in the future that we're currently going to be releasing uh, first on Rift. Um, Oculus Rift version will have a model. Okay. We'll, we'll have tokens and You'll be earning achievements and getting um you can basically earn your enough um gold bars you know to to buy a table okay. that's sort of model and so that'll be the stern pinball arcade model while in pinball arcade it'll be more of the, the premium dlc kind of model where okay. you're spending, you know ten dollars or five dollars to buy a table is there any difference between uh, uh call it computer requirements between stern pinball Ar arcade and just regular pinball arcade. Um, I mean, like, was the were the were the tables coded differently first for the spa app? Yes, I mean, for the spa app, the new tables are quite different um, than what we were doing uh, for pinball arcade. And that's you know we have the code base you know from Stern for these tables, right? Um, rather than emulation, it's straight yeah, code. We are compiling them and then. Our emulation is, is works very differently into our pinball engine. Okay. Um, and we honestly, we thought it was going to be a lot easier than doing the emulation. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't turned out that way at all. There's, <laughs> there's so many things that um, had to be added to our engine. And there's so many little, little tiny things here and there with every table that has made them be like unique bugs that we've had to find and fix. Mm -hmm. um, so Ghostbusters, I, I'm pretty sure Ghostbusters took longer than any table um, in development that we've ever done, like by like order of magnitude. Wow. 
Because I know that that's some people's question is, is well, if these tables are coming over to the Pinball Arcade, then why even have two different apps? But that was my understanding. I was like, yeah, but I think they're coded different. Um, no, well, they won't be coded different. They'll, they will be the same in Pinball Arcade versus Turn Pinball Arcade. But like I said, the, the two different pricing models yeah. and monetization models are the reason for having two different versions moving forward. Okay. Okay. Um how many tables per year are you guys kind of now in your heads? I mean, obviously you're not doing the monthly releases, but what is your kind of goal target for how many to release per year? Yeah, about half of what we were doing before. We had okay, like 12 in a month. So yeah, well, a season in a year is a little, so yeah, I would say five or six. Okay. Um, what can you tell us about, uh, I mean, what what we we expect? Can we expect more EMs now with, uh, with Gottlieb machines? Uh, can we expect more... Uh, data east licenses uh, what are we looking forward to with uh, these other tables beyond stern yeah those are two um, of our major considerations for tables to add in addition to um, the newest stern tables you know it's yeah. really our focus is to get licenses uh, for these new stern tables and some of the new tables um, uh, that stern's doing um, are already in the plans and other other tables are you know, contracts and licenses were negotiating. Sure. Uh, you made mention that there's a possibility of other pinball uh, companies that you guys would be able to uh, to do also. I'm assuming that's things like Capcom and uh, was it Game Plan? I'm not sure what other companies were. Yeah, um, Capcom's always been something we've wanted to do. Um, and while yeah, for it's not, a long time, you've mentioned Capcom. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean they have to be emulated, and there's a lot of stories about you don't want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those concerns had to do with the hardware that was uh-huh. needed, you know, to run the emulation. Right. So now that we're getting the more powerful devices and more powerful computers, uh, we're not so worried about that. It's um, it's getting a ROM that is um going to work well and getting um getting the rights to do it. Um, have you, are you guys still purchasing tables? Uh, and I asked that just because Norman's not there. I know he was the, the main buyer. <laughs> um, or are you just going to be using banning for the, at the uh, museum of pinball using their uh, resources for future tables? Yeah. I mean, I was the buyer before Norman was, I delegated it to him. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so we will be buying tables, especially um, the new Stern ones. Um, Cause we, we always want to have one of the tables in house. Right. Um, going down to banning was something that we did to avoid having to buy, you know, like an EM Yeah. that one, they're really rare and two, they're really hard to maintain. <laughs> um, we don't, our expertise of maintaining an EM was, ne- has never been <laughs> our forte here. Uh, so it was always seemed to make a lot of sense just to go down there and, and do our, our capture and reference gathering, you know, down there. Right. Uh, with some of these other projects that you've uh, kind of touched on, I wanted to touch on one that, uh, frankly, it's addicting, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, I hope there's going to be more from it. And that is you have the Pinball Tournaments app through uh, Skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious to know, is that a... How'd that even come about? Is it was Were you approached by Skills or, or some other company, or was that something you developed in-house and then sought uh, a way to put it out? Yeah, a few years ago, we were um, approached by a company called Cash Play. Okay. Um, and they really wanted us to do a pinball game. Um, not necessarily uh, an original table, but something, you know, a, a known table that was in Pinball Arcade. Sure. 
um, but we wanted to start with something else. Um, and so uh, we tried that. We tried that in our Brunswick Bowling app mm -hmm. um, on iOS. It didn't really do well. Cash play went out of business. So it just kind of uh, laid there for a while. But it's a cool concept. I like playing for real money. Um, and so, yeah, Skills did approach us. And we, we spoke to them about um, different deals we could do. And they um, have worked with us in determining like what the best style table was, um, how long to play, how much um, how much skill versus randomness you know really needs to be in there so that the average user feels like they have a chance. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's out there. Um, we have not released it for real cash money play yet. Um, we're just trying to fine tune the gameplay a little bit and um, the skills guys have a new release that's coming out um, and it's going to be uh, better for iPhone 10. So oh, okay. once that support is in there, then we're going to be releasing it for, uh, for real cash. Now, the, the table that's in that game is obviously a reskin of a Bally table. Um, is that going to be affected at all by uh, this license pull or because you guys completely reskinned it and remapped the, uh, pretty much everything on it? Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot different. Um, it's not just a skin, but we've changed the, uh, the rules. Yeah enough so that we feel like we are in uh released from the the ip i guess right are there plans for additional tables that's my hope <laughs> yeah um there are but it has to do with how well this first one does right know? it's it's interesting because for yeah, you know, i've been playing with it for I don't know, two months plus the beta that was before it. Um, and I know we're currently in another beta uh, testing some new functionality. But uh, for a while, it was really hard to get a match. Just couldn't find anybody, couldn't find anybody. And in the last two days, I went from having a leaderboard that had at most six people on it to one day there was 80 people and the next day there was over 112. Did wow. you suddenly promote this differently or is it just no. catching? Maybe it's catching a little bit. Maybe skills is promoting it. You know, we have our plans to start doing some user acquisition there, but we haven't really started. Um, okay. And so, yeah, I'm actually surprised to hear this. I didn't know that people were uh, playing it more the last couple of days. Yeah, because that was my biggest disappointment would be that there'd be days where I would... Uh, people with our podcast are familiar. We've talked about it. Um, but I would go ahead and uh, put in a couple of games and not have any challengers. And then I'd wait my 24 hours and I still wouldn't have anybody that ever challenged me. Um, and that was kind of the biggest frustration yeah. for me. It was like, I want to compete against somebody. And if there's nobody there, it, I start losing interest. Right. Uh, so yeah, these last two days, it was like, oh, this is great. As soon as I select a game, I'm immediately paired up with somebody. So yeah, I hope great. it does take off because truly the competition aspect of it um, makes it something that I just check daily. Right. And, and you're right. I mean, if without people to compete against that app doesn't work. So Especially really... on the money front. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I like how uh, even now I've earned a whopping $3, but I never deposited it. I earned it via earning trophies uh, or making, you know, doing certain accomplishments within the game mm -hmm. uh, for the amount of play. So I like that that's in there because that will allow me to sample the money without actually right. 
having to, to put forth any first. Yep, that's something that skills does in their games that I think works really well. Um, so obviously, if you're still buying tables, you're you have no plans of selling your collection. Please tell me no. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we we've had offers for people to buy you know, certain tables. Yeah, um, there's employees who want to buy tables. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jay Obernelty, the owner of Farsight, he's mm-hmm. pretty adamant. Uh, he wants to keep the collection together. Okay. Um, as long as as we can, and I mean, it's um, quite the insane collection that you have right now too. So, I mean, it's, there's so many tables in there that people would just be desperate for. Yeah. Not, not just, is it like an insane collection, but it's quite a nice perk, you know, to have all these tables available to us. Like we we only have probably like 20 of them in our conference room that are playable, (laughs) but they're awesome tables that we can play whenever. And I got a doctor who table just sitting in the corner of my office. Like, I don't want to lose these tables. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, via the forum and everything, there's been a, a wide range of emotions. Obviously, people uh, quick to put blame on you guys or on Williams. Uh, people that are just like, that's it. I'm out of digital pinball. Uh, some have been wondering what this means for Farsight's mission statement uh, you know, regarding the preserving the history of pinball. Um, yeah, we're still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> to the best of our ability. To the best of your ability, obviously. Um, what what would you like to communicate to all the fans out there uh, just in general about this all? Yeah, um, I guess, you know, we, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, without the customers, we wouldn't have been able to keep going as long as, as we did, uh, releasing tables every month. Um, as long as we were making more money than we were, you know, costing us to develop them. Uh, we kept putting up more tables and the bigger our collection got, I think the better for you know, our collection, the, the pinball arcade game itself, um, but better for pinball and introducing some of these tables uh, that as we got into the seasons more, um, we got more obscure tables that I think some people found fun that they wouldn't have never heard of or they would never have tried. Uh, so I want to thank the fans um, and we will continue to support, um, like we said, um, the tables that are in the game and the, the new hardware that's coming out um, all, every every year for the the mobile devices and what have you. Well, I just want to say thank you once more for uh, you've always had very open communication with us here at the uh, Blockade Podcast. Um, you're definitely a friend of the show, and uh, we are happy to hear that there <laughs> there is a future for sure planned for you guys. That uh, obviously you were like you said you were already uh, branching out with other. Uh, games to to do as you saw certain aspects of pinball arcade winding down anyway um so it's good to hear that the future of the studio is still very much alive um and uh guy i guess we're all just it's all just a matter of us waiting to find out uh if there's a future for williams pinball in a digital format beyond this we are too And, and thanks chris you know we uh we enjoy your podcast here and i appreciate being on (laughs) <laughs> yeah despite us sometimes being uh, uh critical we always try to be at least fair <laughs> yeah, it's fair so all right uh once again this has been uh bobby king the vice president of farsight and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon when you have uh more to announce regarding whatever other things you're developing you're always welcome on our show 
Absolutely. Yeah. There'll probably be some news um, within the next few weeks uh, that we'd like to come back on and talk about. Alrighty. So there you have it folks. Uh, June 30th or maybe a day or two before uh, keep your eyes on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and obviously I'll be trying to, uh, if I catch any of those announcements, I'll pass them on along my own Twitter account too. So thanks again, Bobby. All right. Thanks. Chris. All right. And there you have it folks. Hopefully a lot of your questions have been answered. There's uh, a lot, a lot of information there, right? Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a wee yeah. teeny tiny bit. Um, some juicy, potentially juicy stuff in there that I got out of the interview, um, which I've been furiously taking notes on. So let's let's have our take on it first. And then um, I think we might also have an outside perspective as well. We, um, we certainly looks like we do. And uh, hmm. it's it's a voice that you've not heard for a while, folks. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Jared, what, what was your takeaway here? So I think that... Let me start from the top because I, the stuff leading up to um, around where the point where uh, he was talking about uh, STEM Pimble Arcade um, and how that actually works in reality and the fact that I really found it surprising that um, the, the game was harder to like produce with native code and not emulated code. That was a very big surprise to me. Um, do you think that has anything to do with the way the engine is set up is for emulation? And so all of a sudden it's kind of a, you know, round peg square hole situation. Yeah, I think so. But I think the, the other thing too, is that when they're running native code, that native code, it's supposed to be running on their specific hardware and their, and their main boards in mm -hmm. the games, so their spike system or not really spike system, but you know, their SAM system. So, they're, I think even though they've got access to the direct uh, code, whatever that is, um, it's still something that um, requires some framework in place that would allow them to execute it. So I think it's probably the framework that's the interesting thing. Hmm. Yeah, I... Uh... And, and that's what makes me wonder is so when they when they did that code though for the Stern Pinball app, is mm. that then what they transported over to uh, TPA, or did they then do a separate regular emulation for TPA? I, I couldn't under quite get what he was saying with that. Yeah, I'm unclear on that point as well. It's it would really be interesting to follow up with more technical details and that. And maybe Bobby's not the person to speak to about that. It might be someone who's managing right. that. Right. Um, but it, it sounded to me like they, when I remember in the beta for Android, they were saying that, yes, they did have some challenges compressing everything enough that it would fit into the framework that, uh, the pinball arcade has. But what's interesting, um, I think if they're going down the path of, as we heard in the interview, the, the whole idea behind Stern Pinball Arcade is going to be Stern Arcade free to play um, <laughs> with gold bars, quote unquote. So <laughs> um, if that's going to be the case, they're going to have to keep within the framework of Stern Pinball Arcade for that particular version of the app, but they might flip it. They might actually just go with their regular emulation framework that they use in TPA and port that back over into 
um, the the core app because yeah. what's the point? What's the advantage? The business advantage from running two different emulation frameworks just for the pure reason of running native code if the native code doesn't actually solve any problems for them. Right. So I reckon they're going to just start going back to emulation. I, I yeah. kind of what I got out of that for what uh, is going to be happening with the Stern Pinball Arcade app, that that's going to be kind of a mobile thing. It's going to be a mobile yeah. game. Um, and I know there's going to be a ton of questions from people asking, well, I already bought the season's worth of Stern Pinball. What's going to... Folks, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, yeah. I, I always, when, when, as soon as Stern Pinball Arcade app came out, I always kept it at a distance because I was just like, this is, this is Farsight doing what they do, which is they dump something out at you without it being necessarily fully hatched. And for mm -hmm. once, I was going to let it fully hatch. And now I feel like, uh, yay me. Because yeah, um, now I have to work out what I need to do about it, right? Yeah, uh, you mm. know, if it's all just going to be coming to TPA anyway, then great. I continue with TPA and I can ignore the Stern Pinball app other than it being, like he said, a free play mode where you're going to be able to actually earn enough points to purchase the table, if you will. So yeah. it, to me, that sounds like a mobile app and they, I think that they should focus it on being a mobile app although the stern pinball arcade is the on the switch is the best version of it it, is. it sucks on steam it's not much better on ios but or it, android or android but it looks brilliant on the switch so i i i really don't know what to make of that um, well, and meanwhile, the Switch version of, of TPA, which just got released, is completely gutted of all yeah. the Williams stuff. So, look, yeah, I just hope, I just hope that what they do, what they're doing on Steam, is essentially like the the test bed for the other platforms. Because, yeah, I, I think the way they're doing it on Steam is a much better approach uh, yeah. to to the way to present that particular offering. And if it's going to evolve into more of a um, like you say, a mobile style game. Yeah. Uh, and TPA will still remain the core app where all pinball is delivered through. Um, it just becomes a different, it becomes a different advertising medium yeah. for, for Stern and for pinball uh, and for Farsight. Yeah. Uh, if they keep it on those mobile platforms, it's actually, it's probably, I actually think that they're onto something there with that decision. Um, initially when, when they did port, um, the uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I was going, oh, this feels like they're going to dilute it because we didn't we didn't have any information about the actual strategy with it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't it felt disconnected. But I think now that Bobby's told us this new direction, I'm actually okay with the idea, to be perfectly honest. Well and you know what makes it okay is again, if you want to just outright purchase it, you're going to be able to have that option in TPA. If you mm. want to play the game of mobile <laughs> then you'll have that option too. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm okay with that and I would just kind of side with embrace that, you know? Yeah. Um don't uh, don't muck around Which, with it. Just just go full tilt and do you it. Know, the thing is that um I think that decision in itself is going to satisfy a lot of the fans um of Pinball Arcade because they really didn't like the fact that they had to have two apps. 
on yep. their phone to actually receive the stern tables. So, right. Right. you know, that's that's actually going to be a big customer win for them to actually do that. Um, now, the takeaway of this, since we're talking about Stern, the thing that I was quite surprised by is that they have a plan to be able to do things like Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, Batman 66, right? uh, like like Iron Maiden with that just being released. Yeah, they're going to do these LCD screens. And that's that was the biggest bone of contention that I think we both shared with, mm -hmm. with Stern. People like, hey, because we knew that, you know, adding the video, like the actual high definition, we're talking HD here as well. We're not just talking regular SD or anything like that. So putting that on top of the already um, difficult to manage framework that they had to, to um, deal with, there was a lot of concerns, certainly with me from a technical aspect, that this wasn't going to be possible. But great news that they've actually got a strategy for that moving forward. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, Bobby told me that they don't have it working yet. <laughs> but they got strategy. But they got they strategy. Got and more to the point is that uh, Stern is fully involved with this, trying to make it so they can do day and date. Uh, and that's that's really the the unicorns and rainbow solution we were thinking of when we first heard of this opportunity, yeah. Ryan. Like having that marketing ability to go, look, here's the game digitally, and here's the game that you can go and play as well. Like that's just like that's a huge tie-in. Well, and you hear, um, think about this too. Uh, again, with the mobile version of Stern Pinball Arcade, they can do day and date with that, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're not going to have to worry about dipping into sales if they don't put it on sale for TPA right away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're getting those people doing the limited uh, playthroughs or whatever, getting a taste for it, uh, building up an appetite for it. And then maybe later, I'm just spitballing here. Um, and then maybe later getting it on TPA. I don't know that doing day and date with TPA and spa at the same time would make necessarily the most sense. Mm. Um, yeah. Know. It's yeah. You could have a point there. Um, I think in some ways using that mobile Avenue, because everyone will have access to their mobile, even if they go to the arcade with an right. Iron Maiden in there and right. Iron Maiden is in the Stern Pimble arcade app. How good would it be? To be waiting in line to play and also knocking off a few balls on the yeah. game while you're waiting to play like you, it's always thinking about stern and always yeah. thinking about pinball even when you're waiting for pinball um like that that's a pretty good thing i could i can see uh <laughs> when you actually go for for papa tournaments there might be a sanction <laughs> right. on, on uh, yeah, no playing instead of people like, okay, while you're <laughs> waiting for the game because that's constituted. Because, you know, normally in tournaments, you can't play a game because right. you it's considered practice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got essentially 99 of the tables that are uh, available in the, the big tournaments now, plus the soon ones on my phone. So yeah. is that practice? <laughs> Gray area. <laughs> what else did you uh, take out of the interview there? Hmm, good question. So um, I was uh, I, a little tidbit of information that didn't pass me by was the fact that Bobby was actually doing the buying of the tables before Norman ever was. Mm -hmm. So he was going out there and sourcing all the tables first, and then he handed the role off to Norman to continue to do to, to the mantle, which was interesting. Um, but I think their approach to continue their relationship with the Banning Pinball Museum is a, a good approach. But at the same time, they still want to buy the games, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, and he said that they're going to um, certainly if, the Sterns. 
Um, Certainly with Stearns, and I imagine if it's a, a, a more modern Gottlieb, you know, probably. So if they're doing any more Gottlieb premieres, I imagine probably if they even do a solid state that they would still purchase, it's probably. just going to be those uh, those EMs that they won't. Just because they're so terrible for maintenance. Yeah. Um, they are a nightmare to maintain. So really, all they really get the EM4 is just for the playfield scans and the yeah. uh, playfield shields. I, I learned an interesting term doing uh, my restoration for Star Race and that, you know how we always refer to uh, the artwork, the plastic artwork on the games as plastics. Yeah. Well, the official name for them in the Gottlieb manual are playfield shields. <laughs> playfield shields. Okay. So, so I, and it's actually in the godly manuals certainly in the star race era they were not called play fields they were called play boards so so there you go so i think the play field is a um is a term that has evolved over time so if you go um, back in that time machine folks don't give yourself away that's right (laughs) play fields i I think i like the 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 term play field shields i think i might continue using that (laughs) just to sound a little bit different um but yes, uh, I'll, I'll leave any talk for Star Race until <laughs> another episode because we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, um, I also found it interesting that, you know, what he was saying about how they were already transitioning out of uh, Pinball Arcade uh, in terms of starting up new games. You know, once they, once they stop with the monthly release, uh, that they were, you know, they got two new IPs that they're going to be focusing on, plus a pinball uh, 2D game. So, in terms of people's fears, you know, I know in in our realm, all we think of Farsight as is pinball, and so mm. if they're gutted of the pinball, what's that going to do to them? But you got to remember, they were around for I think 15 years before starting uh, TPA. Yeah, and you know, so they're they're definitely over twenty years around as a studio. That's a long time for a game studio. Uh, yes. They're exceedingly frugal, <laughs> so I don't believe that uh, there's any risk for them to suddenly up and disappear. And that's why Bobby was making the point that hey, you know, so long as you've purchased the tables. Uh, they're keeping the servers on, and he told me later the servers are rather inexpensive to keep up and and going for the leaderboards. Yeah. So, so long as that's going on, you're not going to have an issue with losing any of your games uh, that you that you have, no matter what way you purchased it, whether you purchased it in app or uh, separately. Um, and that also I, goes for the um, the CDN service, so where you actually download the games from. Those yeah. are in the same boat. They'd all be probably, I'd speculate here, but they'll be using Amazon Web Services to provision them. Yeah. So it'll all just be based on on usage. And you're right, it would be very cheap to maintain those. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's... I know it's not this ironclad, oh, good, my stuff is safe for a long time. But uh, as some, you know resourceful people that we know have said, oh, I'm just going to be burning an image of the game right before that final date. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you're on Steam, just hit me up and I'll uh, give you a copy. <laughs> exactly. You know. So, you know, there's, I guess that's the thing on Steam. You can actually do essentially backups um, yeah. of the entire, do a snapshot of the game and there's a low risk that you could do it. 
Like, yeah. Now, if you're on iOS or PS4 or Xbone, well, you got then you don't have that safety net, which is which does count. Yeah, you can go and copy all the tables out of the um, the the actual app directory mm-hmm. and uh, download all the table files that way and store them in in Drive. But you still have to have entitlements to them to actually unlock. I think yeah. so. Um, that still is a thing. You can download the files, but it's got to be essentially unlocked through the app to play. So um, I also found it interesting, and I don't know how much I believe him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but my understanding was that with this, they would be able to maintain uh, tables, you know, in case a bug appeared. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our initial gut reaction, or a lot of people's gut reactions was, oh, crap, so now we're stuck with the way Monster Bash looks. Um, because we know that they've had plans on on you know redoing that one, but for Bobby to say that no, they can still go back and and do stuff. My only thing is, you know, they've always kind of leaned with the hey, if there is any financial gain to it, then it makes it worth our time. But if there isn't, then what's the point? And there's really no point <laughs> in doing that now. There isn't, but the thing they have as an advantage now is time. So Certainly. while they, well, it's probably not unlimited time because they're still actually doing two new IPs. They're yeah. actually working out, but at the same time, they're not under that incre- incredible pressure to yeah. do that monthly DLC, which I think really was, it was when they say it wasn't um, beneficial enough for them. I think that was using the whole, the triangle of, of software development, which is like time, cost, resources. Um, and really, if, if you look at the time, uh, if you have a, like a, a hard constraint on time and you have a hard constraint on resources, then it comes down to a cost argument. So that's probably what they were talking about there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think a lot of those constraints have been at least adjusted or the goalposts have been moved. So, I mean, I... I'm pretty sure those that the ethos of the studio is still the same. And in fact, they want to actually have the tables looking the best they can um, Mm -hmm. and playing the best they can. It's just that they didn't have the time to do that. I mean, certainly if they want to do us a favor for customer service purposes and then keeping up uh, any kind of loyalty to the app, that would go a long way uh, if they did something like that. I think for this next, well, I say season eight in quotes because uh, mm. I don't think I think it's only being sold uh, table by table. But I don't think they're going to offer the season pass or anything anymore. Well, it's, there's no advantage to doing it. No, like, no. but uh, table, like you said, five something. tables, five tables a year. Uh, well, right off the bat, if they've already done Mustang, they've already done ACDC, they've already done Star Trek, and then we have uh, what do we got? Whoa, Nelly and Big Buck Hunter to look forward to. Right. Yeah. Yep. Boom. There's there's five sterns. That'll just take like up that. your season eight, just like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Three of which, all the work has pretty much already been done for. Yeah. So that'll give them a lot of leeway and time to get these other things up and running. Uh, kind of, yeah. kind of, yeah. They have have saying things settle down a bit. And just give them a little bit of breathing space, right? Because that's yeah. I think after anything like this when you when you change what you need to deliver even this is everything not just game development but just you know in business in general if you've been death marching down the path like they have been for the last seven or eight seven or eight seasons now right 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seven seasons. You like you you just need to stop and <laughs> and kind of reset yourself, right? Yeah. Um, because it's it's hard work. Like it's it's a tiring schedule. Um, so yeah, give give them a bit of breathing room. Let them look into these other IPs and give them the attention they deserve, so they can actually produce something of quality and something that's worthy of being released. Because we we do know, unfortunately, that the that the track record of some of these other titles that were developed during TPA, we could see the the issues with quality with them. Yeah. And, and I have a feeling that, you know, in hindsight now, the only reason why that was the case was because they were so slammed with TPA, but they had to keep on trying to innovate because we learned, didn't we, in the interview that Brunswick Pro Bowling was actually a test bed for dollar games. Right. Um, so even though that release wasn't was arguably not that stellar, it was an experiment for Farsight that they were running to see what the adoption was like for for actually engaging a monetization platform mm-hmm. and actually doing that dollar game avenue. And they obviously learned lessons in it that they could then apply to the Pinball Tournaments app, which by all accounts will get a little bit more love now that um, the the WMS contract has ceased. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some of these things that we've had questions about um, during the TPA's time, they may actually be resurrected in a way that um, they they will be much better and more polished and they'll actually be worthy of release. And, you know, I saw the other day, actually, that um, the... Uh, pinball cadet received yet another update with like what seemed like it was a two line um, chain summary in the um, the change log, but it was like, Oh yeah, just an engine update. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, engine update and uh, bug fixes. So, Oh yeah, just, just an engine update, nothing big. <laughs> so, you know, these sort of things, uh, probably wouldn't have happened if they were on the regular TPA cadence. Right. So, you know, it's good. Like, I think it's a big shock, right? Uh, Look, folks, we're, we're trying to find silver linings here because, as you may have noticed, we are gigantic TPA apologists. Oh, um, yeah, we are. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows it's, that we are. It's one of those things that I always go back to. Uh, I love the game for what it was when I first got it. And I've always tried to hold on to that and never let myself get bogged down by the potential that the game could have been. And Mm. I think that that winds up being a lot of people's disappointment is that they saw what could have become this game and it just plain never went there. And now with the loss of, of literally two thirds of all the tables that they've made, Mm. uh, People are going, well, there it goes completely. We're never going to see the the vision realized. But it wasn't a vision that necessarily Farsight ever uh, promoted. But tell you you what we're going to do, though. We're going to bring in another voice uh, for this part of the conversation. And it's a voice, folks, that you have not heard in our podcast for a very long time. Uh, To be precise. Since episode eighteen, or yeah, um, so uh, coming in right now is Sean Don Carlos. Sean was one of our original podcasters, 
and uh, one of our little merry band. And you also might remember Sean did the very detailed uh, Lost in the Zone segment on how to play actual pinball machines. So, hey, Sean. Greetings, Earthlings. There it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, I think you kind of fell into the camp of one of these people that was always uh, wanting the potential of TPA. And eventually you just kind of got so sick of it not getting there that you went off and did other games. Um, I don't know that it was, I was sick of it. Um, it's just, it was something that I felt, you know, I had devoted, you know, a considerable part of my, you know, my free time to, mm-hmm. um, and it was just, was, you know, it, it wasn't that I was upset with TPA or, I mean, I still played it. Oh, okay. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. I didn't feel that I needed to be, um, as involved with it as I was. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah. I went on for about three years and, uh, <laughs> came back right before this happened and it's like wow i have really lousy timing apparently <laughs> <laughs> but i do have all seven seasons so it's not like i i I've, I've totally been a well without right. pinball yeah right. right so when you first heard the news i don't know i did you go through a range of emotions i know i know that me and jared did yeah um i i you know of course the initial shock because you know this wasn't expected right um but um yes and no um i know a couple seasons like actually i think right around the time i left um there was some concern that there was rumors going about that the license wouldn't be renewed and at that time that turned out to be false yeah that was between season mm-hmm. two and three um i think it happened again while i was gone between these... seasons uh, five and six yep yes <laughs> but the um it it's it was kind of almost baked into how they did it because I've always maintained that season one, which has all the you know medieval badness, um, you know monster bash, all the the top flight, yeah, the gold standards, yeah. Um, I mean, I know why they did it that way because if you didn't know, you know, if you were uncertain that you were going to have seven seasons, which I don't think you know at the beginning that we expected necessarily to go for that long. Mm. Um. You would try to do your your A list tables first because you might not get a second chance, right? Yeah, totally. But as time goes, it went on, and and not that the the later seasons are bad tables. I mean, I played most of them in real life, but they're just not. They don't have the star power that you know medieval badness is going to bring to a season, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Twilight Zone, or even Adam's Family, which I think was the first table in season four. Yeah, season four. Um, yeah. You know, the they kind of petered out. And so I think, you know, if I had to guess, I would say that, you know, the sales, and I have no, you know, I have no link to their sales figures or anything, but I would guess that, you know, season one probably still outsells the rest of them. And, you know, maybe the revenue wasn't coming in like it used to be, and maybe somebody decided it was time for a change. Yeah, my initial reaction, I mean, other than being just like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me, it was then, what the hell did Farsight do? Well, <laughs> that, was, that was my initial... I mean, it, it, to be fair, that, I, you know, that, that's been a typical reaction over the years. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then some it, moments it, that I'm like, why, why are we even having this discussion? Right, this? That, you know, my, my, my first thought was, too, was then also... Back up the Brinks truck, man. What do you th- don't be cheap on this? And well, my, my, 
this is before we knew anything about that Williams was uh, not necessarily being friendly. <laughs> right, right. No, I think my my actual my first reaction was literally, okay, who did you you know who at Williams did you guys piss off? Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. right. <laughs> well, that even got me thinking when I was on that line of thinking. It it was well. Was William? Did you violate the contract somehow? Was Williams not happy that you did uh, the reskin of Doctor Who? Did they not like the the idea of this pinball tournament app being a reskin of Fireball? And there's going to be money involved. Uh, were they not happy with the idea that uh, you know they partnered with Arcuda, who and we're going to talk about them in just a minute or two, uh, but. Arcuda's machine is specifically set up that it can be a coin op, uh, you know, put into an arcade. And, you know, does that violate Williams's contract? Mm, it could. So it could well, yeah. I know that there was a time when Farsight was looking into that and it specifically went against the contract. And so that's why they didn't pursue it any farther. Well, so, and the other thing you have to remember is um, I think the company's name is Scientific Games. Scientific that's Gaming. That's who owns it now, yes. Oh, is that um, right? Ah. For a long, long time, and they probably still do, um, Bowie made slot machines. Yes. yes. And so they would be acutely aware of coin-operated devices um, and wanting to get their... Uh, and that's what well, that was my thought. I was like, wait a second, because one of the, the sheet machines that Arcuda makes is a bar top machine. And I just kind of went, that could be viewed. I mean, you, like you would see those, yeah, you would see those in Las Vegas possibly, and that could be a violation of that. So that was my initial gut reaction was that that maybe it, it uh, could be. I'm not an attorney, and you know who go, who knows what terrors lurk in the, the, the brains of attorneys, but yeah. Um, <laughs> true yeah it, it I, I my other thought was and again i've been gone so i haven't been you know i don't have the exact timeline down but i also wonder if that stern pinball arcade app had something to do with it because hmm. somebody mentioned that that maybe bally or williams got jealous um but i don't I, I mean, it'd be a stretch. That. It'd be a stretch. That, yeah, it'd be kind of a stretch. I think ultimately, now now hearing that it was Williams just playing didn't want to come to the table. Uh, oh yeah. You know, to begin with, that it's just like, oh, they're just being dicks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still talking like initial reaction. Yeah, um, yeah. Wild, yes, yes. wild speculation in the absence of you know actual hard news. Yeah. Yes. Because I think that was like my day one reaction. I think day two is when we found out. Uh, you know the little bit the added piece of information that it <laughs> it, it wasn't us not wanting to pay uh that we kind of went oh and then it was just like well why are they being so vindictive why are they having them yank you know yank everything i mean that's just gonna gut the studio for this product yeah um and for you know for potential sales yeah i don't i i don't even if i mean if if, if there was a serious contract violation that's one thing but um, I mean, it's just going to cost Williams a little bit, mm. you know, because if their tables aren't going to be getting sold. Right. And to me, it's like, it's this is free money for you. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> ancient. I mean, comparatively ancient properties that you're not. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. I, he is not being used anywhere else. No. But I've also heard that scientific is not like this is a drop in the bucket for them. Like oh, yeah. pinball is so not even. Oh, yeah you know what they think about 
that uh, I, and it's kind of what I equate to movie studios today where they're all owned by multinational conglomerates and what the movies studios make is but a pittance compared to what the multinational company itself makes. And so that's why all of a sudden bean counters start being the ones responsible for decisions rather than uh, people with passion. Yeah, if you walk down any casino, Las Vegas casino, and look at the slot machines, it's a study in licensing and march, uh, not merchandising, but marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, everything's there. Yeah, and you know, you got Game of Thrones slot machines. They've got Walking Dead slot. I mean, it any property you care to name that's been anything in the last five years, there's a slot machine somewhere. Yeah. I'm looking at, now that I know the name of the company, I'm looking at the Scientific Games website, and it's just a sea of licensed properties. Yeah. Um, like, they've got 007 licenses, for crying out loud. Like, the, these are not a minor licenses that no. we're talking about here. So I can see, while they hold the intellectual property to WMS, like, well, it, guess... it was, it's probably like an overhead for them, actually. They're, they're actually not really interested in dealing with it anymore. Yeah, but if you're, but I mean, if you, uh, what are you going to do? Let it just wither on the vine? That doesn't make sense either. You would normally try and sell your, you know, if 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 you know there's a market out there, and clearly, you know, with with Farside dealing with not scientific necessarily, but uh, dealing with Williams for this amount of time for ten years, mm. uh, clearly there's a market. So you would you wouldn't just hide that in a corner. You try and uh, and get rid of it somewhere I mean, particularly now i mean pinball yeah. is still in a growth period um we know historically that pinball is cyclical so it yeah. will usually go for 10 years and then die off but i think that was mostly in part to the fact that um pinball didn't evolve with the times and we're seeing that change in the way um pinball manufacturers are evolving with technology now so i'm not yeah. sure that we're going to see such a drop off in pinball like we have seen in past seasons, yeah. Um, which is going to be interesting to see. So you're right. I think abandoning, if scientific were to abandon negotiations altogether for this IP, that doesn't make sense at all. And I'm just wondering what might be going on there. Yeah. So with that, folks, we're going to tease this next week. We're going to put on our famous speculation hats. <laughs> the painted blockade pinball. <laughs> oh yes oh no don't worry it won't take long to dust off because speculation is what we uh this is what we do at. we're going to we're going to put on our speculation hats and uh we're going to assume because otherwise it just there's no conversation without this assumption um that we need conversation mm. we're going to assume that uh digital pinball with williams is not dead and we're going to try and figure out uh what possibly could potentially happen with this license uh but that'll be next week so we're teasing that so yeah. uh make sure you're you stay tuned let's uh let's shift over to and sean you can again mention, see if this is something that would even interest you but uh arcuda cabinets their video pinball cabinets so they had the agreement with farsight to be the officially licensed cabinet of Farsight and therefore would be have the exclusive rights to pinball arcade titles. Okay. And with that, Arcuda has been working with Farsight to make cabinet mode. And this was going to be exclusive to them. And 
it wasn't just some simple camera angle change that Farsight that Arcuda was having Farsight do. They wound up making four different particular shifts in in the camera angles. They did updated graphics, updated lighting. Um, they also wound up putting in functionality so that you can have the separate DMD, you can have the back glass be the actual back glass um, that also integrated into the functionality would be so that you can have actual solenoids uh, firing, you could have shaker motors going, you could have uh, a tilt be functional. Mm. So there was all these things that were going into it. And then on top of that, which was the thing that we've been having to bite our tongues about and now finally we get to, to talk about was the no glasses 3d oh. so what they did was they put a uh connect camera to do head tracking so as you shift the whole table shifts ever so slightly so you could actually move your head around and the perspective on the table would change with you it looks just amazing yeah (laughs) it looks incredible (laughs) this tech is amazing what they've made literally when i saw them show the video on youtube i went why are they showing a real uh attack from mars and then i went wait a second that's not a real attack from mars that's tpa being i i i i i I have to go find this but i'm impressed because i remember you know the early early seasons of tpa some devices it you know it stuttered and, and barely ran with you know, a flat camera yeah if they yeah. can get it to do you know basically parallax 3d in time yeah. with your head movement yes um you know we've come a long way yeah yeah, uh, so yeah. That, that's, that's literally the <laughs> it, and that and that was what arcuda was was working on with them and unfortunately farsight was only able to uh update 76 of the tables so they didn't quite get through the complete list. Obviously, I don't know what tables uh, didn't get done, but I know that the big ones did. Uh, I was going to so say, I'd hope they'd start with the major ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, oh, Medieval Madness, Monster Bash, uh, uh, the, Adam the Family, years. Twilight Zone. Those for sure have been have been done. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure if anybody contacted Arcuda, then they would give you the complete list before purchasing. So here's the deal, though. Because... They're not going to be able to sell this license before or after June 30th. They asked Farsight to release the license so that they could release it to anybody with a cabinet. And the difference will be that you won't get the uh, Arcuda functionality, which is Arcuda has a touchscreen, uh, so that won't be there. You won't have the, the 3D parallax camera. And I don't know if the solenoid and tilt are worked into exclusively with the Arcuda or not. But I have a feeling they are, Chris. I, I have a feeling they are. If too. you want, if you want the full immersive Arcuda game experience, you need to go and invest in the camera when they become available. Um, so yeah, so basically, yeah, this buying is... the software first and then buying the cabinet once it's released. <laughs> yeah, so, this would allow you to. It's weird, but it's the only way they can do it because yeah, if if they don't get the sales of the cabinet mode done by June thirtieth, then that's the market gone for them. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they're basically trying to recoup their costs at the at the moment with yeah. uh, with all this. So that's why they're releasing yeah, it early. I imagine there's a, a severe sense of panic and urgency at that, that yeah. establishment yeah. right now. Yeah. So yeah. here's here's the deal with this. If you already own, like you said, Sean, if you already own all of the uh, tables on Steam, you only have to pay 199 bucks for the key, and then you'll get all the cabinet mode stuff. Oh. Yeah. If you don't own any of the tables and you want to get all this, now here's the, the key of this one, you'll be buying the offline version of all the tables. So that means it will not be tied to the servers. That's going to run you 499 bucks. If you want the Arcuda cabinet version, that's going to run you 499 bucks. So it's a chunk change, no doubt. But I also kind of think that for a lot of people that, you know, if you're already going to planning on dumping nine grand into a, uh, a video arcade <laughs> cabinet, this is just but a small yeah. This, this is this is play money at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, and do you think about that? Like, if you were to go out and let's use real real money here, let's take that five hundred dollars and let's go and try and buy a single machine for that. What are you gonna <laughs> What are you gonna end up with? You're gonna end up, if you're lucky, with a project pin that's, <laughs> as I painfully know will cost you a lot of money to get working. Right. Um, so I don't know, 500 bucks, while it's a huge amount of money to lay out, it's got its pluses, particularly with the technology that we'll actually be seeing on that platform. So, um, Well, and again, you got to think of, because this is also all the tables are pro mode. Um, yeah. So if you were buying all seven seasons at 40 bucks to pop, you know, right there is 280 bucks. Uh you know, yeah. slap on you. You know, slap on the other two hundred that uh, is for the, the Arcuda license, and there you go. Um, so they're not trying to gouge you or anything. It's just literally, if you didn't have it already, uh, that's the cost to get in. Basically, cost. yeah, yeah. And so. because they can't discount anything um, because of the terms of the license, they they've got to just charge full like a bull, really. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So mm. I oh I that does bring me back to. <laughs> Williams being jerks. Um, <laughs> so the the fact that that Farsight had to get clearance from them to put things on sale initially, you know, for any time the Steam sales went through, they had to get permission from Williams. They didn't have to get permission from Stern. They didn't have to get permission from Godly. They had to get permission from Williams. Yeah. And, and now the fact that Williams... Uh, is like nope, no sales for you. It's again, it's just wrong salt in the wound, really, isn't it? Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, it, and the thing is, I mean, I'm sure the contracts were in such a way that if they, you know, Farsight did put the tables on sale, that they the difference was coming out of Farsight, not out of Williams' cut. <laughs> Probably, oh, totally. especially yeah, totally. with the way they're acting now. I can't believe they were, you know, taking any less for their pockets. Right. Um, but I, yeah, it, it's just. The, the whole thing reeks of bad blood. Yes, yeah, totally. And who knows? It might have been because I had and and I've I've heard various rumors about this. But with the negotiations between season five and six, there was a plan, I believe, that Farsight wanted to just plain outright purchase the entire library, and be done with uh, these negotiations every twenty tables. 
And I don't know what happened that that fell through, but that might have been even, you know, when we were, when I was guessing what, what went wrong, that might have been Williams just kind of going, you know what? We don't want to come back two years from now. <laughs> and we don't want to sell our entire catalog. So we're just not going to deal with you anymore, period. But we're not going to tell you that until the last minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just it the the timing of it seems a little off. The 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 abruptness of it seems very off. Yeah, yeah, very Um, off. It it like I said, it just reeks of you know something something was not kosher there. Something was not copacetic. Um, No way. Yeah, I I and we'll probably never know what that was. No, probably not. Really, our business to know, but. And maybe I don't want to know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that, isn't there? Like, yeah, good point. Don't go looking for trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be interested to see how, because this is, like I said, this is truly damaging to Farsight's reputation in terms of, of our players. Um, people feel burned. Uh, this is the, the straw the bear with the camel's back basically and i don't know how much trust people are going to be putting going forward with purchasing uh tables oh i imagine there's pitchforks and rioting in the streets yeah well if you come to the the forum (laughs) i've I've been there yep so and i've had a look at facebook and then promptly turned away very quickly (laughs) oh no i know better (laughs) it's not a good place to be at the moment i I went that place and i have a long history we're not going back (laughs) yeah that's right no, I know I was sitting there with my popcorn popping it in my mouth going through Facebook going, oh, this is interesting. Uh, Drama junkie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, then it, but then it got to a point where I was like, damn it, I know the answer to that and I can't say anything. So, um, yeah. I, you know, that, that's what I... Put the keyboard down, up. Chris. Just put the keyboard down. Put the keyboard down, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just really hope that uh, Farsight does do something to to heal the wounds. And I think going through some of those older tables for the people that own them, uh, that would be a, a nice olive branch, if you will, to yeah. try and correct the situation. Um, to, to, to basically show that, hey, we're not all about the money. Uh, we do care about you guys and want you to have the best experience possible. Well, it's it's so. funny you mentioned that. Now, just very quickly. Um, so I've been gone from the game, and I you know, I had it, and I, I played it occasionally, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. And I, then I started playing it um, again more regularly. And uh, I've been gone for so long that I did a drop catch in TPA the other day, and I'm like, "What is this? It was never <laughs> able to do this before." <laughs> I literally like dropped the controller because I'm like, "What? I, I I've never seen this before." Yep. When did that get at? It's probably been a couple of years now. I'm guessing season four. Oh yeah, I think that was. I think that was introduced with Adam's family, actually. No, because Adam's family. I played Adam's family during its beta, and it was never able to do that. I think it been right after. Drop catching, I think, was beginning of season six when they did physics two point no, three point zero. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Wait, wait, wait! I know exactly what it was. It was with Xenon. Oh yeah. When yeah, was Xenon? Right. I don't know. That might have been season six. six. Yeah, yeah, you're season right. Six. Yeah, yeah, so it was season six, and then they yeah. and then they retroactively uh, started going through all the tables and putting it back in because it yeah. it wasn't just a drop in that they could do. It would. It was a retune. 
Oh yeah, it, I'm sure that was a retuning. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with the retuning, we found out along the way, it's unique to each table. Like they don't yeah. just copy and paste tuning. Like it's subtly different on each table, which well, is you strange. No, I mean the you, geometry is different. The the material even is different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what we have for you folks. Um, we we do feel your pain, and we also are always trying to find the uh, the silver lining. Oh, you know what? We're we're gonna go to this just because he he jumped in right now, right at the end, as he tends to do with our uh, podcasts. Uh, he always misses them. <laughs> he Poor always guy. misses them. Uh, hey there, John, also known as the forum as Pinball Wiz Forty Five B. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. You made it. <laughs> you, you you missed the whole thing, just so you know. <laughs> um, I've listened to the tail end, but actually, uh, Xenon actually was season four, I believe. Okay. Okay. And that's when the physics 3.0 was added. Okay. It was it was Xenon. With though, all the right? drop catching, yeah, it was Xenon. Yeah. And then they added DirectX 11 before that. I remember that clearly. You didn't tell me you added an error and omissions feature to the podcast. I We're a bit light on facts here at, at the Blockade Pinball Lisa, Podcast. Lisa, we specialize in speculation, then that's it. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a trademark feature of our show. Okay. The past, probably. The future, not so much. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know what uh, what you uh, wanted to uh, to jump in and say there, uh, uh, John. Other than I'll tell you this: we're not we're saving any speculation for the future of digital pinball for next week. So right. uh, uh, this has just basically been our, our reaction to the interview with Bobby and uh, our initial reaction to hearing the news about uh, TPA losing the Williams license. That's a shame about what happened, really. Yeah, I mean, I I'm glad like that are on editing at the last minute. Yeah, so, totally. It's one of my favorites, and it'd be a shame not to have it in there in the first place. So I don't I think might as well they went out on the bang. Hey, they really did go out on the bang with that table. I'm very. See, I'm just sad I never got my roller games. Uh, roller games looks like a nice table the other day. Too. You you play the roller games? Yeah, they have one at CP Pinball now. It's good stuff. If you nice. say so, it doesn't agree with me. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it, it's, I'm having a hard time getting into that one for some reason. Mm -hmm. Some of the shots are a little weird. It, 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 here's, here's the key to that game you must play it with somebody else because oh, right. it is one of those, it is one of the most fun games to steal somebody's multi roll from. Oh, yeah. Oh. Shared box. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh. So, it's it's one and because some of the shots are particularly wicked and tight where you're going for it and you're going for it and you're going for it and the other person can clearly see that you're going for it as they're playing if you don't get it that's, that's all <laughs> no, they're going that's for too. That's, yeah and and it's it's just a lot of fun and nerve-wracking on that way yeah the single player experience eh, you know it's, it's it is what it is but now when you do multiplayer it's it's amps up the fun incredibly so that's why i'll have to see no. if they have one that we play fx yeah, they uh, they probably they, do. Yeah, they uh, I don't know how long it's going to be here because the the owner is going to to uh, put it in his private collection. But we have a Houdini on site actually. Oh wow! Yeah. It's uh, 
talk about tight shots. Some of those <laughs> ramps, dude, looks like it's like I, I don't even think a pinball would fit through there. They look really tight. Yeah, it's it's pretty. You got to be pretty accurate with your shot making, or you're not getting anywhere on that table. You're and of course, Houdini you. is an arrogant bastard and taunts you the entire time. Uh, <laughs> lovely. But anyway. I know that a whole bunch of people from my uh, my pinball league, uh, which we had our meeting last weekend, they showed up late because there was a launch. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a launch party, but there's a been a a launch world tour, if you will, of AC or of uh, uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. And so they got their hands yeah. on that. I was like, oh man, that'd be fun to. Yeah, I haven't see. seen that one yet. We've actually got Iron Maidens, the first two Iron Maidens in the country down the Gold Coast, as per usual. Because mm. the guy who owns the uh, time zone uh, family entertainment center down there air freights them in. Um, oh God! Yeah, so it's just <laughs> not, not how many how many penguins are penguin pigeons do you need for that? <laughs> oh, there's a there's a fair few little flappy birds having to fly that one in for sure. So it's, uh, it's understandable when Jared has to pay two dollars a game instead of the usual one dollar a game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the problem is though, it's just far enough away from me that it's really hard to get to. Yeah. So I just wait for Netherworld to get it. Because <laughs> yeah. they will eventually. Um, and hey, yeah. folks, since we're going really long on this podcast, I'm just going to throw this in. I finally solved my issue of uh, the deadlights on my A Ball Deluxe. Oh, Connector Joy? It's connector Joy, yeah. Oh, First yes. Off, let's just say doing connectors, there's a load of fun. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I did the to my Twilight Zone, and it is my not fun at all, sir. Fingers hurt so bad yep. f- from <laughs> from holding and crimping and and stripping wire, and then trying to shove them into the connector. Which, like, if you're doing with a thick wire, no worries. But with the you know 18 or not, excuse me, not the 18 gauge, just the uh, 20 gauge wire. It just bends on you as you're trying to shove the the mm-hmm. pin into the housing. Oh, that's and the worst. I've, yep. I've just finally figured out which tool I have to use to help me along and make that not so much of an issue anymore. But yeah, so you found that at the end, right? So well, well, no, no, no. Here's, okay, yeah. Let's go off on a story time, kids. Um, so when I it's first just like doing, old times, yeah, I know. Yeah, when I first started much. doing these, these Molex uh, connectors. Uh, there was no instruction as to which way to put the pin in. Uh huh. Um, you wouldn't read the instructions anyway. There wasn't instructions to look at, so you know I just had to kind of <laughs> figure it out. And there's there's clearly an an open slot that basically you want the pin to kind of push up against. And I was assuming coming out. So yeah. I went and and I started doing the first batch and put them in, put them in, put them in. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, I think I think I was supposed to have a, a skipped pin. Oh no! I look at the photo that I took of of the thing. Sure enough, I didn't leave a gap, and I'd already finished the entire twenty eight pin uh, oh. connector. So I oh, had man. to extract every single one of them. Fortunately, <laughs> they came out relatively easy. So I was like, okay, fine. I skipped the pin. I put it in. Okay, fine. So then I went and did uh, four more of these connectors, basically uh, the entire loom. Uh, boom plugged it in, turn on the machine. Light was still dead, but I was like, hey, at least the machine still turned on. I didn't, you know, muck up anything. Blow it up. Yeah, so, exactly. So then I, <laughs> the last ones that I'm doing are of the the big, the 18-gauge cable. And it's mm-hmm. got a slightly different connector. And when I go and put it into the Molex thing, and I went to go put it in the same direction that I was doing all the other ones, and it didn't lock. And I 
rotated it 180 degrees and put it and it locked in place i went oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no so the next day (laughs) i went to go do the other loom and i was back to the 20 gauge cable and i I took the first one and I put it in the this the new direction and sure enough it gave me the little audible click and I went oh son of a bitch <laughs> I had to go back and unplug every single thing and I rotate it 180 degrees and put it back in oh, oh. It just was now, see I was I was just waiting for you to tell the story about getting the red wire with the orange stripe confused with the orange wire with the red stripe no see oh. I did here's the here's how I did it I only removed one cable at a time. Oh, sure. So I wasn't going to go that route. And I made sure that I took photos of the thing before I started taking, you know, <laughs> removing wires. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I did the second loom, I, I was doing the, the second half of the lamp board uh, connectors and I took off the little protective sheath and I was kind of pulling. And all of a sudden there was one little wire just dangling. And I Uh-oh. went, hmm. I wonder <laughs> if that's what my problem's been all along. And there was a couple of other wires that were rather crispy and mm-hmm. the pins looked a little burnt. And yep. then on the actual, the headers, uh, there was this kind of like green. Oh, uh, corrosion. Slightly, yep. but it was slightly gooey, you know? And so I wiped all that down and put the, you know, then went ahead and did all the connectors, put them back on, turn the machine on, and boom, full lights. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'll go back and I'll hit that with, um, with uh, some cleaner. What the, the best thing to use in those contacts eh, is just go down to your, I don't know what you got there, like Harbor Freight or whatever, and get a, um, a not a graphite pencil, a, it's a fiberglass pencil. Yeah, they don't have them here, Jared. I've looked. Oh, we can order them on the internet. Hey. Um, and they're really good. I'll I'll buy one for you here and send it over to La Habra because <laughs> I can get them just from there, like literally up the road for me. I'll send you one over as a as a gift from the Aussie lands from from Aussie land uh, with the mm. insane amount of shipping that even a pencil would yeah, cost, like, like the fifty thousand <laughs> pesos that we have to pay to get the thing over to you. Uh, so anyway, that was good news for me. So now I'm just gonna I need to just do the rest of the uh, the connectors, which is. Uh, my the second half of the MPU and the second half of the solenoid, um, and hopefully that'll fix. I haven't over the during the, the the past months me testing out the machine. I haven't had the issue of after doing all the drop targets, all of a sudden the stand up target just started firing on its own. I haven't had that happen since, but it always happened during warm weather, and so uh, winter it hasn't been doing that. So I'm hoping that just by now redoing all the connectors, I won't even have to worry about that anymore either. And the chances eight, are high. The chances are high, and then eight ball will be happy once again. And then the only thing left I'll have to do is to buy new lights or new lamps because mm. I've got a few that are burnt out. But that's all. That's all easy peasy. So anyway, that's that's the the sort short sorted uh, tale of of me and the lights. But I'm happy now. Okay. Well, since we're talking about real pinball um, <laughs> and the podcast going on long anyway, and whatever, <laughs> like you knew this would happen as soon as I showed up. Yeah. Was <laughs> so anyhow, I'm I'm at the point now where I've decided that I've done enough paintwork on the Star Race playfield, and I am going to probably clear coat it at done, some point. 
Oh, the moment of truth. Oh yes, I'm I'm quite fearful because I think there are patches on the playfield that still have some um, either adhesive or something on there. Because when I've been doing the spraying, the certain parts of the playfield have been bubbling a little bit, and um, it's because of like probably sticky stuff on the playfield. But when I tried to get it off last time, I removed paint. Uh, so I just, I think I'm just going to spray it and pray, spray and pray. Well, but the, here's the thing though. If, if it's, if the paint was bubbling, the clear coat's going to bubble. And if you get a bubble in the clear coat, uh, then that's a really bad time. You need to make sure that that thing is, is clean. As uh, possible. Yeah. I mean, I have to yeah. just be really careful eh? and just try and just get the adhesive off and not get yeah. the paint off. Yeah. Cause you're going to be in a world of hurt if you spray clear and then that issue pops up. Because um, yeah. then it's going to go cloudy on you. Yuck. And that's even worse than a dodgy paint job. <laughs> yeah. Which I think the, the last layer of paint that I put on, if you follow me on Instagram, was a sort of a light green color. And it it was not a good match for the mm-hmm. play field. But I'm just going to let it ride and lock it in. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Just get, get back to being able to play the thing. Forget it. <laughs> well, I've got these beautiful, these beautiful brand new parts from Pinball Resource. They are so shiny compared yeah. to the ones that were on there. Like I even managed to find a, a unique Playfield Shield set for the game. Oh, nice. Like a new, a brand new, beautiful, clear set of plastic. So mm-hmm. this thing is going to be so shiny when it's um when it's done. I can't wait to actually flip it. So there's our there's our cue, folks. You need to follow Jared on Instagram as well as on Twitter. On Twitter, he's mm. at he is at Jared Morgs. What are you on uh, Instagram? Same uh, handle. There you go. Uh, mm. I am on Twitter at Shut Your Trap. Uh, don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> nothing nothing oh. to see here. <laughs> I was just going through all that you see on Instagram is pictures of of. Uh, movie set stuff or pinball stuff or me drinking Slurpees. So it's not really exciting. Um, unless you like all those three things. Must, yeah, then follow me. It can be exciting. Exactly. Um, why don't you go ahead and drop us an email to the show if you have comments, questions, concerns. Uh, that would be blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Make sure you visit our website, which happens to be blockadepinball.com slash episodes and there you will be able to look at all the timing notes for the episodes that are posted as well as all the wonderful movie reviews that I uh, keep on flooding the site with. Yes. <laughs> I know <noticed that>. <laughs> than actual episodes at the moment. Yeah, so. there is a ton more. <laughs> I know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Thanks, MoviePass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if either of you two have Twitter handles you'd like to promote, feel free. No. Cricket. <laughs> I've I've still managed to avoid the uh, the twitters, the, the, the twitters, and the all the other stuff. All right, so uh, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this ginormous, supersized episode. Um, and now you can go onto the forums and answer questions with a little more knowledge and probably a little more uh, piss and vinegar too. Next week, like I said, we will be talking about what we think is going to be happening with Williams and uh, the future of digital pinball. Uh, Or at least I should say what we hope is going to be happening because I don't want this to be the end of uh, Williams Digital Pinball. There's too too many good tables out there that haven't been done. So we're going to pretend that it's not the end and we're going to put on the speculation hats accordingly and go from there. So uh, tune in next week. And uh, thanks again to Sean and Carlos. It's been way too long hearing your voice. 
Mm. Thanks for having me. Glad to be yeah, back. Absolutely. And uh and and thanks for for John, you know, popping in right at the last minute. <laughs> well, yeah. last minute anymore. He's been on for a good 20 to 30. Well, this is true. Man. That's true. <laughs> Just as usual yeah. and Sean knows this all too well, we don't let people talk. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right folks. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Take care. Shut the door. Shut the door. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.